mean, he got really mean at times. Like, I was really, I was scared for them. Oh, he was ruthless. He was horrible. Fuck about scary movies. Well, that was really good, Ed. My God. Hello. You got. You got to click the, the send button. <laughs> Hello. Hello? Try it again. Hello. <laughs> Who's this? Do you like scary movies? <laughs> yeah, I do. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> Mamma Mia. Hopefully it's not Halloween. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of people smoking. You have the Sorry, commercial. I don't know. What was that? The commercial's oh, going. <laughs> okay. You know, we can't just do this off the cuff. I need time to prepare. <laughs> uh, welcome to another film in our special Halloween spectacular. Actually, it's a, a double feature here on Three Nav Gentlemen, the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies from our private collections. While one of us tries desperately to keep up, we'll let you decide which host is which. But for now, my name is Sean, and calling in over the old uh, rotary telephone are my co hosts. Jeremiah, who gives a fuck about movies? Yo, Eddie, what's your favorite scary movie? And Brandon, tell Sydney he never got me, which I, I swear to God, <laughs> the amount of this taught me something so much about the human biology and how many times you can get stabbed and not die, because there are some people in 17 this times. Movie, you know, Holy I, I really God. feel like it's also it's what's your favorite scary movie? It wasn't like. What's your favorite? It's like, what's your favorite scary movie? Yeah, like, it's, it's very pleasant at the beginning. It started off with a re- like a regular like a, like like someone just calling you. Like, yeah. Hey, do you have a favorite scary movie? And then it was like, cut. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, I have the wrong number. Well, it was when they they <laughs> hung up, right? Or when they yep. th- when they suggested they were going to hang up, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to get you from the inside, yeah. bitch. And then it was just a little bit like, wow, that turned quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that turned really quick, really fast. It is now 2022, 2023 with these movies, and the phone rings on the wall, and everyone looks at it and goes, who the fuck is calling that one? <laughs> it has a landline. What the fuck? <laughs> Hold on. Let me, who and, fuck, someone's calling the landline. If, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> I wish, uh, just a personal side. I wish we could go back to the landline. I've got a landline at my desk, and that's the uh, my office phone. Uh, and It's rotary, isn't it? If people want to call me, it's rotary. that's where they call me. It's not rotary, oh, but when, yeah. when I hang up at the end of the day and leave, it stays there, uh-huh. and I, I no one chases me down. Yeah, that's true. You know what's funny <laughs> is Gen Z. There was the, there was an interview. I forgot where it was, but Gen Z was like, "I wish there was a phone where you don't have to text and you can strictly call, and like it, it's connected to the whole family." And everyone's just like, "You're talking about a landline." <laughs> <laughs> But, Ooh, uh, talking about the 80s where the cord went from the kitchen to the living room yeah. around that like you know around that to the dining room yeah. <laughs> and you found your way into the garage so, 45 foot cord life changed when you had a portable man oh shit Ooh. you can walk anywhere you can take a shit and actually be on the phone yeah. <laughs> right. it happens a lot nowadays uh with season four we're picking movies that we think will be fun to talk about some of these will be from our private collections while others will be new releases in theaters as with every review we give, our goal is to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film that we just watched? Now, at the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero being a perfect film that you can watch Stone Cold Sober and five being sort of the film that makes you feel like you are attacked by a knife wielding maniac as you run helplessly through your house or in the city of New York mm-hmm. only to realize there's nowhere to go. I know. Goddamn Loomis. 
All right. Anyway, tonight we have a very special twofer, <laughs> the 2022 requel, Scream, a.k.a. Scream 5, and 2023's follow-up, Scream 6. Scream 5 brings together the remaining original cast of the Wes Craven-directed Scream franchise, which began all the way back in 1996. In this film, Woodsboro, California, is once again terrorized by a copycat killer of the original Ghostface murderers. We find the group of soon-to-be victims band together to stop the killer, or is it killers, before they get a knife in the chest, back, hand, or throat. Now, with Scream 6, we see the core four in New York City, where three of them are attending college. As happens, a new ghost face, or again, ghost faces, chase them down, resulting in blood, gnarly deaths, and a new unmasking of the killer that can only be challenged by the very best of Scooby-Doo, because I feel like that's what we, that's what we care about, is the unmasking. These films star an array of actors, including Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Jenna Ortega, and Melissa Barrera. Scream 5 has earned an IMD rating of 6.3 out of 10 and has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 76% with the critics and an audience score of 82%. Wow. Right? But Scream 6 has a 6.5 rating on IMDb, a 76% critics, and a 91% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a little bit flippy floppy, yeah. right? Why is IMDb is like completely fucking left field from Rotten Tomato scores? That just seems way off. Well, I'm waiting for Sean to be like, ooh, this is exactly where it should be. No, ah. but it's not because I I mean, okay, so one of the things that about this this franchise that I think is so unique is it has longevity. Yeah. If you look at some of these other uh, horror franchises they fade they come back they fade they come back this particular franchise i think every single one of them has added something to mm-hmm. the 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 no. canon that is ghostface even if you didn't care for the movie that much it expanded the universe and it made it fun and there was not one where i'm like oh fuck that was terrible yeah you know you know what i think it is uh, considering like you know halloween and friday the 13th and even nightmare on elm street and granted i haven't seen all the follow-ups but i feel like what makes scream work is that it doesn't try to reinvent the wheel it basically says let's take a good thing and let's continue to roll with it personally what makes this franchise different than the other franchises all the other ones is it's one killer. It's the same killer over and over again. Freddy, Halloween, Jason, you know, uh, Hellraiser. You get the same character over and over again, and they're just they can't die. It's unbelievable. And Ghost and Stream, Ghostface dies. Right? There's it's every a very every movie real, dies, yeah, and then it's a very it's possible that somebody takes up the Nets legacy. It's almost like a it's infinite amount of of killers if you think about it. It could be anyone that pisses off you know that pissed off uh, you know you know Gale or. Yeah. A good old Dewey, or uh, you know, like good old City Prescott, something that they pissed off down the road. It gets it, it's there's anyone should be a killer in this series, mm-hmm. which makes it very special in my eyes. To add to what both of you guys are saying, I just love the fact that Scream makes fun of all horror trends literally throughout the franchise, slash the films, horror remakes of classic horror films, found Watch footage Halloween. horror yeah. films, requels, yeah. yeah, requels, non elevated horror films. It literally makes fun of like go fuck yourself with all these films. You know, true slasher film is a true slasher film, and Scream, it, it every movie it keeps bringing it to another level, which I really well, fucking like. And when, I mean, there was I don't remember which one it was, which one it was, uh, but it was either five or six where she resuscitates all the movies that brought back the OG legacy characters only to kill them to perpetuate the story. It's like, well, you know, they're all just on the fucking blo- like chopping block. Everyone could die, yes. and it's just like it's so funny because. 
that's what I mean. Star Wars ruined it because they brought back all it did was bring back your your three OG characters to kill them. Versus this one where they where they kill a legacy character in in five, you really feel the like it it means something. It's yes, not it just yep. it's not just a death for it's not just killing Han Solo for Han Solo's sake. It's it's killing part you know, part of the franchise. It's almost like part of the franchise has to die in order to move forward. That being said, let's give oh, a, a little cheers to uh, Deputy. Duke. Dewey, oh, and let's talk about the drink. <laughs> Moment of silence. Oh, every, uh, sorry, sorry, guys. Yeah, I, I, I get started already. No, like we have. Sorry, listeners, we forgot the drink. <laughs> yeah, we forgot the drink. Eddie, take us to the cocktail, please. <laughs> oh, just, I guess we're just uh, past this. Okay, so tonight we're drinking the Woodsboro Slasher uh, from the Two Deets Who Eat I just don't know where he finds these drinks, but it's called the Woodsboro Slasher. To make this drink, <laughs> combine three fourths an <laughs> ounce. <laughs> Eddie, before you go further, he founded it two geeks who eat dot com. It is. Yeah, yeah it's his book. Like, <laughs> how, how do you- two geeks who eat dot com. I mean that's a tongue twister. To make this drink, combine three fourths of silver rum, uh, fancy pineapple, a half ounce of strawberry puree, half ounce of kiwi syrup, three fourths ounce of lime juice into a shaker with ice. Shake it, strain, and enjoy. And, and since this is a special two-film episode of The Gentleman, make it a double. And But also make sure you lock all the doors and don't answer the phone and keep a big-ass knife next to your bed. And don't look for <laughs> weird sounds outside your house. Yeah. And have Never dog, go chase the sound. Keep ever. the dog with you as well. You know, like have a pet <laughs> yeah. with you. I'll never forget me and Jeremiah were sitting on the couch one day and we heard this big old bang from the attic and he looks at me like, Oh my God. And I'm like, eh, that's a cat. Don't worry about it. It's nothing. Cause you, like, never chase the sound. Not the cat. you never chase the sound. And then you saw two cats walking past. It wasn't the fucking <laughs> it was cat. Bro. Dude, it was a door that slammed. Shh, that's scary. So Amanda and I are watching this and we're watching it at like 1130 PM because we got the kids to bed and we're, I think it was, I think it was five. I don't think it was six. And so we're watching it and we have all the lights off, but we have uh, a nightlight in our little hallway area for the kids when they have to get up. Anyway, <laughs> so we're watching it, and, and out of the corner of both of our eyes, we see this shadow that just literally looms over the entire room, and both of us like <laughs> gasp audibly. And it was our fucking cat. And then he held her in front of him. <laughs> Mandy, on your own, Dave, get out of here. But oh my god, we literally did <laughs> her. Listen, a little pee probably escaped my body because I was I was scared pissless. My God. <laughs> Brandon, you you this is all new to you, right? You've never watched any of these. Let me tell you real quick. Let me catch all of you listeners up to speed. I have never seen the Scream movies. I never really wanted to see the Scream movies, except you guys kept mentioning Scream movies. So I'm like, at some point in my life, I should probably just watch Scream One. Jeremiah has a pick for the movie, and then he decides to to just retcon that shit at the last second and says, let's do Scream 5. And I'm like, fuck, okay, shocker. So I say, well, I should probably see Scream 1 to get caught up. And I go online, and I realize, (laughs) ooh, you know what? I'm going to have to go rent it from Amazon or something. So, ooh, Walmart has a deal. All six movies for 40 bucks. I'm going to go get that because you know what? You might as well have it for your collection. We sit down. We watch Scream 1. We put it in at 11.30 or p.m., we're up till 3 a.m. having watched three of them in a row. <laughs> and literally all I can think about One, is two and what, three. I do, what I would do if I if I hear sounds outside and I'm like trying to make a plan, but also realizing that I'm never going to look at, at Amanda and say, I'll be right back. So basically what I'm saying I'll is be I'm right a fucking fan. And right now I'm wearing a fucking ghost face T-shirt. I am a fucking fan at this point. So, Jeremiah, this yes. is all you. 
This is all Yay. you. You could never make a Halloween fan that. out of me. Thank you. You could never make a Michael Myers fan out of me. But you know what? You made a Ghostface fan. So Jeremiah did that to me a couple of years ago during COVID. So lucky. Uh, he got me to watch. <laughs> He got me to watch like like five, you know, COVID. You were just home alone, like, or we were home just fucking hanging out. And I, she was like, "Okay, let's watch the thing. Let's watch um, Alien. Let's watch." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And then he didn't have Scream Four oh. or something. He didn't have Scream Four. I don't Dude, think Scream Four is the hardest movie to find. It That's is like the, the, the so it, it is the lost sheep of all sheep's of fucking horror movies so literally at that time i bought i bought the blu-ray all four in one combo i swear to god during covid i spent all my money on like every week was just like 20 blu-rays uh, <laughs> all right let's talk about scream five all right so so scream five uh you have the introduction of a new kind of Drew Barrymore character who I was under the impression she was just going to be slashed at the very beginning and then done. And so you had, uh, you know, which I don't mind if they're redoing or, or, you know, kind of rebooting or, or or redoing a franchise. Um, I love that they brought in a new fresh face, Jenny Ortega, who we've, we covered in Wednesday. If you want to really enjoy yourself, go listen to our Wednesday podcast. I believe that's our, our top rated podcast as of right now. Um, oh, for our for our show, yes, it is one of the best. Uh, yeah, it's one of our top rated episodes. Our top listen to episodes. Yeah, top yeah. listen. Okay, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, so I was gonna say that Jenny Ortega, you know, being introduced, uh, they kind of do a, a new retro retcon of the uh, the the cell phone and the landline, and then all of a sudden you've got. Uh, a ghost face in the house that stabs Jenna Ortega with reckless abandon. The first thing I noticed about this movie versus all the other ones is they upped the violence by 25%. Mm-hmm. Fucking brutal. It was yeah. the, the, like aggressively yeah. Yeah. stabbing at her insides. When, what did you guys think? When Okay, I'm going to take this one real quick. So there are two parts in that beginning that had me squirming and actually hating Jeremiah just a little bit because he, tur- he turned me onto this franchise. And when I see... When I see Ghostface newbie smash her poor little leg and just you see the thing just fold in half, I thought I was going to die at that point. <sighs> and then <sighs> and then when he stabs her through the hand, wow. So all I can say is is Sean, you are you hit the on the mark, man. That this is this has taken it to a whole new level and then once we get to 6, it takes it to a whole whole new level of violence. So I even got the vibe of Stream 5, just the way it started. You instantly got, okay, Stream 1. It almost looked like the same house, too, for me. It was like, is this the same house? Like, did they, I, was, I was thinking, I, I, was like, I was like, did, I was in, my, in my head, I was thinking, did they like somebody buy this house? And maybe it's about, it's about the house, maybe. And maybe there's, you know, I don't know. I just started thinking, but then it was Jenna showed up. Yeah, and Jenna Ortega showed up. And then instantly you got the idea of like, okay, oh, Ghostface is at the friend's house. This is a different little twist, and it was cool. And you get the idea of like, uh, that's where they flipped you, and it made you think instantly. Okay, there has to be two now. Uh, right. That's where I thought. In the, in the first oh. moment, they show you, hey, there's two killers. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that that was kind of cool, and I just thought like instantly violence. I was just like, oh, she's dead. Oh no, she's alive. Okay, how did how did this happen? <laughs> Yeah, uh, to piggyback what all of you guys are saying, um, I feel like this is one of the best openings for any screen movies in, since the original for the movie five before we got to movie six. Um, it's fucking brutal. It is hard to watch. And it's also great to hear Roger Jackson's voice. Just iconic, man. 
so smoothly like you know hi how you doing just a regular call right and then he just flips it goes into that ground goes into that oh. voice yeah seriously dude i thought that was really fucking cool man i thought it was a fantastic opening going right to it and yeah and i was surprised like ortega survives like oh mm-hmm. shit what the hell so and one of the one of the aspects of this this type of retconning or what what, what are we calling it a requel it's a requel it's, yeah so threw me for a loop yeah, if you look at something like what they did with Star Wars, the new, um, uh, the new Disney trilogy, or or you know all these other reboots that yeah. they're doing, they want to make it feel like you're introduced to the same world. And what this movie did is like for for, for the first ten minutes, they said, "Hey, we're going to give you almost a shot for shot like." feel of the first movie we're actually going to set it up like it's the first movie we're not going to introduce any og characters no legacy characters except for no 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 legacy characters at all in the first like 15 20 minutes they're like no it's not a reboot it's something completely different i think that right there makes it look so really cool sean you're absolutely right that it was really really cool that we got a brand new kind of introduction two new characters and uh i mean i'll be honest the fact that she survived shocked me i knew that she survived because i knew that she was in number six so it's kind of not fair but what i do love is that they (laughs) married the new characters and the old characters so well right they get this idea of of i mean i I think dewey uh sean you call him a dumbass i think that he's a fucking local and he's a legend he is a hero and the fact that they go to him right they go to him and we find out that he's you know fallen on some fucking hard times and yet at the same time he's the kind of thread that brings everybody together i think is fucking it's just brilliant i think it's a really great smart movie uh and i mean i have nothing but praise for a lot of what they do for these movies because it is smart and jeremiah you said this earlier is it it is uh parodying but at the same time it's you know meta commenting on and critiquing all these different kinds of stories yet at the same time what it's doing is it's offering a story that is unique and and interesting on its own i was really happy when dewey came back and then i was really sad with how he went out this this so episode. So I, th- I thought he, he should have went out better that he knows the rules of a, of a movie. And I just thought like it, you know, it, I was hoping for him to something for him to go out a little bit more spectacular in front of people or maybe dying in front of yeah. for, I don't know, for Sydney. I, I, he was so alone. And it, it was a sad and I didn't, I didn't really enjoy that for, for his character uh, and for being a, what is it called? Uh, it was, legacy character, a legacy character. And even the killer said, Oh, this is an honor. And it was just like, I, I wish it would have been, I don't know, maybe even for Stewie to lift up the face off the person, just something a little bit more. Because Dewey is is smart. So it's just like, why he wouldn't put himself there. I don't know. I, I didn't like well, the way he went out. Let's first let's first discuss the the fact that this this hospital has terrible security. Oh God, awful. Uh, terrible security, awful. and you've got so yeah you, you've got you kind of got these people going to Dewey, and then Dewey reluctantly gets involved. I'm really happy they're moving the story away from Sydney Prescott. So let's start yeah, there. I think she's I too. think I think that I yeah Sydney. I think that she's done. Nev Campbell's done. I'm sad. Um, if she wants to do a spinoff, she can do a spinoff of her own. But I like the new core four. I like this new group that they've too. they've created. Um, and I'm looking forward to over the next 20 years watching them die one by one by one by Absolutely. one by one. Well, they're, uh, all, they're, all, <laughs> they're also related to the original right. family members. So Billy Loomis, he had a, his daughter. You know, what, what was her name? Um, Sam Carpenter. Yeah. Sam yeah. Carpenter. Anyway, so regarding Dewey, though, Dewey's death, I think that um, at this point, when, when he turns 
from the elevator, gets everyone to safety, turns and pulls out his gun. To me, this is a very sacrificial death in that that showed in the franchise that this is the sacrifice that requires to move forward. You need to kill a legacy character. It would have been much easier to kill mm-hmm. uh, Sidney Prescott or even Courtney Cox. This is the one that hurt the most. Dewey's the one that hurt the most. Absolutely. So when I call him a dumbass, it's like protect yourself at all costs, you dumbass. Yeah. You know you're the prized possession of this franchise and we're going to kill you first. No, but I agree with what you're saying here, man. Like, you know, it, it had to happen because, you know, now it kind of much pretty much shows like anyone can fucking go out mm-hmm. anyone can fucking like you know be you yeah. know the next person that's gonna like you know fall to the ghost face um i don't like it to be quite honest i thought that was kind of a cheap shit you know because yeah. honestly like i felt like there's no way that ghost face this these ghost face killers would have got the best of uh, fucking right. dewey especially Gale, like, you know, you know, be the one that goes of all the sh- of all the other ghost faces that he's experienced i just didn't really buy it exactly. however but, you know, I agree. Like, you know, when when I was watching this movie and he's like, I need to stop and look at the kill. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to die. This is when I'm like, great, great. Dewey's going to go out, dude. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but as far as as far as like being in front of other people, um, I don't think that you necessarily need to have it in front of other people. However, the 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 way that he died, like with two knives up splayed yeah. open you know I, I felt like that was at least a legitimate like and, like kill shot it was like yeah this one got him there's you know what do you always say uh, jeremiah <laughs> there's dead there's and there's mostly there's dead mostly dead no uh, so i was just gonna ask kind of on that point where and, and sean you kind of answered it but were you satisfied with his kill? Because I'm sitting there kind of thinking like, okay, so your favorite characters and Dewey, I think it's, it's gotta be one of our favorite. It's one of my favorite characters in, you know, these types of movies. Do you want to see him have like the most brutal, horrendous, heinous death ever? Like, is that what we want for our favorite characters? Or do we want them to just not die peacefully? Because obviously that's not the case, but not be butchered to that extent. And I, I'm, I was honestly, I was kind of conflicted. It's, it's kind of like this idea, you know, of playing sports. It's like, you know, I, 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 I always heard, you know, coaches say, well, it's better to just get completely like blown out than having a, a really close game. And I'm like, is it though? Is it, is it better to have that? No, like, I, not really. Do you think that Dewey had a good death? In The Walking Dead, the, the caliber of your character was always marked by the significance around your death. Yeah. How, how disappointed would you have been? And I'm jumping ahead to number six. If Gail got stabbed once and died, <laughs> supposed like to after eight, all that, eight after yeah, all fucking that. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about this, man. Like you want your your favorite people to go out fucking in a blaze of glory, dude. Like yeah. you want them to fucking like you know what you know you know I almost got you, but you got me in the end and shit like that. And yes. that's what happened to Dewey, man. You know the way, way Jamie Kennedy went out in, in number two was just oh, kind of like, Ugh, come on. They fucked up on that one, dude. That was a that was a mistake there, and I think Absolutely. they fucking knew it, dude. But also, too, that was the first time that someone got killed during daytime. Yes. So that was like, oh shit, anything can fucking happen. So I mean, you know, <laughs> fucking. So I'm gonna go ahead and reject that premise though, because the principal got killed in broad daylight um, in his office. So I'm yeah, I'm talking about wow. like I'm talking about. In the college scene, in the that parking lot, like, not in, in a private room. Yard, bro. <laughs> that was in yeah. public, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, Harry Winkler. <laughs> so what was his name? What was that, what was that guy's name? Because he has, he has two nep- uh, ne- uh, twins. Jamie Kennedy. Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Kennedy. So his name actual- was uh, yeah. Randy. Yeah. Randy. His character's Randy. name was Randy. Randy has a sister, and then Randy's sister is the one that had the two uh, twins. 
uh, with who is it? It's Chad and Mindy Meeks. With they're just kind of like their uncle Randy, right. you know, just yeah. really knowledgeable about the horror films horror. and shit. And and, and once that again, cool. you had some. Once again, you yeah. had some beautiful, you know, symmetry between this film and the first film. It was the same house. It was Stu's house that right. they lived in. That was cool. Uh, or that they went to that party in. You know, even Mi- Misty, Misty. Oh, no, Mindy. The, the twin, Mindy. Oh, yeah. Mindy, when I, my favorite part is when she gets stabbed after the couch debacle, just like her, like, uh, and she goes, I'm wrong again. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. so I will say, okay, so I have been wrong every single screen movie until five. So, uh, did you guys guess any killers before this movie or in this movie? Yes. Which ones did you guess, Brandon? So I, I knew, uh, T- T- Timothy Oliphant in in uh, in two. I knew that was who it was. I had a real strong. I'm not gonna say I knew for a fact, but I had a real strong suspicion that it was Amber in five. Like that, just it seemed so so obvious that she's hardly in the movie. Mm-hmm. Right, she's there, but she's not really there. I-, I thought they kind of they kind of dropped the ball a little bit. I think with Amber here. Now the boyfriend, Sam's boyfriend, that one threw me for a loop. That one did. Oh, see, that's the one I got. Really? That's the yeah. one I was Why? certain of. It's it's always the boyfriend, dude. It's always the boyfriend. <laughs> it was the same as the, as the first one. I thought it was going to be the other twin, the yeah. the boy twin who got jacked up and stabbed. I thought he was going to end up being the other, um, the other scream face or whatever you want to call it, ghost face, because it was that would have mirrored that would have mirrored so so closely like the first one, right? Yeah. So two men I'm glad going they at, took at it a little bit different, you know. Jeremiah, what did you did you see uh, it being either either, you know, Amber or the boyfriend, Richie? No, I didn't think it was going to be Amber. I for some reason and for some reason in the back of my head, I always thought it was going to be like Nev Campbell's character. Like I thought that was going to be like the greatest like reveal or oh, something like that. No, no. That's got to be the conclusion to all the screams. Yeah. She's got to come back out of retirement and she's got to fucking kill everyone associated just to stop it. Just to stop yeah. the disease. <laughs> so. I, I knew for a fact that once I saw fuck what's his name uh, Richie, Richie, yeah, I was just like, oh, this motherfucker's the killer, dude. I mean, come on, <laughs> he's dude. too much of a movie he's, nut. He's like, he's like, I've been here the whole time. Like, no, you haven't. No, you you haven't. lie, you motherfucker. Yeah. I, I so know. You, I'm like, oh, no. For- I have watched you. I have watched you. <laughs> I've watched you. You have not been here this whole time. And then you kind of know from previous previous uh, stream movies, right? That you kind of know. Okay, like it's a twist. It's a twist. It, it's it. You know, one time yeah. it was you know the the parent and then a, a friend, a college friend, and then it the, the only time it was a single killer was uh, part three when it was like the stepbrother. So they have these twists and turns, and mm-hmm. I had a feeling that it was going to be Richie. I just didn't know who else it was. I knew I knew mm-hmm. it was one of the other friends somewhere in there. I just knew it was yeah. Richie for sure. Now, yeah, I, I do. Want Part to- of me, I was like, maybe it's Jenny Ortega. Like, I, I, I was like, I'm, I'm the biggest with these. Usually, I'm really good. Agatha Christie books, <laughs> I can pretty much get them. I can get pretty much any movie plot really quickly. And then I'm, I'm at this one. These screen movies, they baffle me every time. And then I start going off the rails. Yeah. Like, well, maybe it's, maybe it's Courtney Cox. Maybe, maybe she's the one killing. Maybe her. it's the main character. Oh, maybe it's great. Sam. Maybe <laughs> she's a, a double personality, and she's a oh, slime. She badass. And- she goes Fuck into yeah, Billy's dude. like you know aura. I don't know. Um, I don't want to go too far in the past, like a week. But we just did Friday the Thirteenth, right? And my biggest complaint was that there's no mystery. Like we know who can't be the killer. And I, I want to just bring this up because I think that the screams, all six of them, 
do this perfectly. And I made a little joke about Scooby-Doo, but it's ultimately that, right? It is leading up and, and you're, you're right, Sean, it could have been any one of those, of those kids, right? It could have been the, the twins. It could have been, uh, you know, it could have been basically anybody, but Jenna Ortega's character. And we have so many little traps that could easily point to right. Anybody. And I think that this is what I was talking about with Friday the 13th is that it needs to have this mystery. It needs to have this whodunit kind of thing. Jeremiah. So, Brandon, the reason why Friday the 13th is what it is and what Scream is, is that Scream lets the viewers be a part of the mystery and shit. So we get to go and sit around in the campfire and actually explain the rules, explain the details, explain who should be the killer or who should not be the killer. And we're all in the same kind of joke. We're on the same kind of wavelength. And that's what makes screens movies so fucking great. Especially when you know, they're going to have like a, you know, uh, an explanation about the rules and shit. You're a part of what's happening there. And that's what makes it better than some of the OG slasher films. Yes, yeah, I agree. In my opinion. I agree. Yes. I think that's what makes it the best. Eddie, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, no, you're good. I was going to say, I do think part five or this, you know, stream five, they had the weakest reason why. Oh, I didn't like, so? you know, they were the weakest. Yeah, I did. Because I think all the other ones, I think okay. all, all six movies, I think all of them have better reasons. You know, one of them is the niece. Uh, there's another one where it's the stepbrother. There's another one where it's the mom and and a friend, uh, and then the original Billy and Loom and Billy and Stu. So I just don't. I just feel like Amber didn't have a good reason why. There was no reason. It's, it's the it's the girlfriend of of uh, Richie and Richie. Oh, I need I need a, it needs to be a better movie. It needs to be a better ending. There was no real good reason why he was just wanting it to be a a weird version of he wanted to kill off people. It wasn't good enough for me for him to jump into this. Woodsboro and become a killer. All right. So for me, this was the perfect, the perfect storyline for this movie because it mirrors Hollywood's desperation to resurrect characters rather than create new ones. He is so desperate to bring back a franchise that should have stayed dead in all intents and purposes. This, this franchise was over. It did not need to come back. Wes Craven has passed on and yet Hollywood saw fit to do it. Not just once, but now twice and probably three or four more times. And for me, they're so desperate to have a new, fresh story that is so uniquely like the original that it's just it's it, it was perfect. It was he was the perfect you're person. Using desperate, the word but that's desperate. no, it felt desperate. of course, the killers. But it was supposed to feel desperate. That's the whole thing. It, it's it's mirroring the desperation. Brandon, I'll go after you. Yeah. No. So one one other thing, and I really like that, Sean. I think it is a meta critique on Hollywood, but I think it's also a meta critique on fans like i mean absolutely it's a it's a meta critique on fans wanting more and if you look at it amber she isn't just the girlfriend right she's the one they connected on this you know this reddit page or whatever of over-the-top stab fans and it's this idea of becoming part of the film not understanding that there's there's a screen and that that one is fictional and make believe and one is real life. And I think that in a lot of ways, that's kind of a, it's a creepy scare, not creepy. It's, it's an actual scary concept when you realize that there are people who cannot distinguish fact from fiction or movie from real life. And I, I feel like this was a great critique on both the Hollywood system and on, on the fans including scream fans, Jeremiah. 
No, Eddie, this is how I think about this, what these, uh, the, the two killers here. Just think of Brandon, you know, how he's really hardcore with his Star Wars movies and shit like that. And that he's such a fucking fan of the originals. And he'll go to the end of the world to fucking prove why the originals should be the originals and there should be no remakes and no fucking sequels. I agree with you 100%. I mean, those characters are like Brandon right there when you think about it. But what I'm trying to say is this, is that this is the first screen film where neither of the killers were connected to the Sydney or didn't have any type of motivation to kill her. And I didn't really like that part of it because it didn't really follow like from the legacy that I was hoping for. Like I I thought there was going to be more until like someone's like Sydney's past or like, you know, Stu who I'm currently waiting for him to come back. And so I I can see why Eddie's saying that because you're just like, Oh, you're just there because you're coming back, bro. You know, (laughs) Oh, he's coming back. You think Stu's coming back? No, I'll tell you this much. Stu was supposed to come back on the third Scream movie, and they were supposed to, but because of the Columbine situation, they changed the script the very last minute and removed it from high school and decided to put it into um, like Hollywood oh, and shit like that. Interesting. But they changed it the very last minute. So Stu is somewhere out there, supposedly. Really? And here's my question is, where's the mom? Where's, Where are where's the parents, the period? These, like, know, question mark. These people. Right, yeah, that's the thing. Oh, it's a horror movie, oh, Brandon. I They're know. on vacation. But I'm looking at... So, <laughs> so, no, no, we're sitting there. We're sitting there watching it, and, 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 and literally, you know, Jenna Ortega's character, Terry, gets, gets completely butchered, but still survives somehow. And she's, like, <laughs> dying in a hospital, but still alive. And the mom's notified, and the mom's just like, I'm, I'm chilling out in France. And I get that there was, like, this, this, like, connection issue, but all I'm saying is this right now, okay? Macaulay Culkin... Kevin McAllister's mom found a way, <laughs> right? She found a way to get from France <laughs> to Chicago. If 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 my kid is sitting there poca, in poca, a hospital, yeah, kiss me, poca. right? Seriously, <laughs> I'm saying that she would find a way. She doesn't care about her kid. So what I'm going to say right now is number seven, Jeremiah is going to be Tara's mom. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm going to let you know there was a mom and a son in this movie, uh, part five, and they got the worst fucking killing I thought, dude. Oh, God. She literally got Through killed the in front head. of the door. The sheriff hits, right? No, that's that and then the, oh, yeah. the son from uh, uh, Jack from Lost. I mean, he got fucked up, man. Can I ask what was why the shower scenes? It was the throwback to Psycho. Throw, Come on, psycho buddy. You should have known that one. <laughs> Come on. I know. Well, I got it. it was is that funny. the one where he got stabbed? His name is Wes, right? Yeah. Wes hits. So yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, through the mouth. Yeah. yeah. And you see it go oh, through the dude. cheek. That's all. Oh, jeez. That dude. Badass. And that's and another, right that's after another day badass. kill. That's another day was, kill. And it was, was right like, after oh. Biddy said, but right after Biddy said, you're, you're no one. You're not, you're not at risk at all. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Seriously. You know, I just want to talk about Dewey real quick because I, I missed out on, on when you guys reviewed Scream. And so I had seen Scary Movie. So I'd seen Scary, Scary Movie and I hadn't seen Scream. So a lot of the jokes in Scary Movie probably just, I missed. But I remember watching Scream 1, you know, not that long ago when I started my binge. And I looked at David Arquette and the way that he ran and like was all goofy and, and yes, a dumbass at that point. I literally thought that I'd put in scary movie and I thought, who the fuck is, is, is he trying to be here? Like it was. I thought he was the killer of number one. Everyone I thought he was. Ghostface. Yes, I did too. I did too. Everyone thought he was the killer. One, two, and three. It's like this guy has to be a killer. This guy's got to be a killer at some point. I love how he limps at times and he doesn't limp at times. And he's like, I got a jacked up leg and a shoulder, but all of a sudden I'm over there like reaching. Oh, he had the whole Kaiser Sose like limp going on in fucking part two. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden three hits and he's like miraculously healed. Oh Jesus! Physical therapy, man. He does a lot of physical yeah, therapy. He, he, he's dirty, hairy too. If it's done, all of a sudden he's like badass with the shot. 
You still couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Let's finish out number five because I think yeah. that uh, you know the the integration of Courtney Cox and the integration of Sydney was perfect during the end to kill the girl. What was her name? Uh, uh, that was girl Amber. 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 Yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought that was really funny when when she just comes out and shows, shoots her in the head. Like, <laughs> I literally love how they all come back. They always come back. Always. They come always back. come back. They always come back. All of them. <laughs> Did you notice that that was the same girl from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, know. where she was the one, one of the uh, oh, at the um, end, was she the one dog? Who got hit she, by the can? She the dog food girl? Yeah, she was the one, but also got tortured by the fire. And yet, in this movie, she also got tortured in the fire. It's called typecasting, right? I'm there. Watch that again. Did Richie come back too? <laughs> who was the last one killed? Was it Richie or was it Amber? I can't. It was, Amber. Uh, it was Amber. No, Amber was because she was like coming fried. out looking like all Freddy Cougar, you know, right. and all burnt and everything. Yeah, and Richie, Richie, they, she she kept shooting in the head or stabbing. No, she kept stabbing. Dude, she stabbed that guy like she, yeah. so many like forty thousand times. <laughs> so, anyway, so, so Brandon, you didn't like that her she had like these little visions with Billy, like Billy in the background. No, saying, no, Do I it. think that's a, yeah, you know, make me proud or any of that no. type of shit. You didn't like that? Apple tea. No, I didn't. Yeah. And you know why I didn't? And, and this is simply put, and I know that Sean's going to throw some shit at me or, or somebody is because of the ring, but you have a movie right here that's situated in the real world, right? Not, not having these extra, you know, extra sensory D, you know, specials or whatever, um, ESP kind of thing. And she's then all schizophrenic, I know bro. she's schizophrenic, oh. but at the same time, she's a psycho, dude. killer killer, bro. I she, it. she feels like she's, I thought it was so lame. And then <laughs> w- wait till we get to six and he's like, yes, that knife. And I'm like, God damn it. Just, just take Billy out of it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I, I love Skeet Ulrich. I love, I love Skeet, Skeet Ulrich. Ulrich too, uh, so yeah. anytime yeah. I get to see oh, him, I, that was the biggest fucking I'm with twist. I'm, in with, the I'm world, with Sean here. Really. Yes. Yeah, I so. agree. Sean, do your hair like him one day, please. You so, have uh, his hair right down the middle and just long, and just like come on. <laughs> sure. All it right. Is. Everything is one big scary movie. <laughs> so, so number six, um, I think has probably one of the best opens i've ever uh, yeah, seen from yeah. a screen a, yeah. a, 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 a screen movie um i was watching it going yeah what the like what the fuck like I, I, that's what i was thinking it was a stab movie or it was a a college like um uh like like a, a film like like they were just doing a film mm-hmm. and uh for me like it, I legitimately didn't know what was going on until about halfway through. And that that's something that surprises. I, it sounds arrogant, but I usually know what the fuck's going on in movies. I've watched th- th- hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of movies. This one caught me off guard. I had no idea it was real. <laughs> Anybody else like well, kill her and then kill him. And she's also like a young, big name actress. So everyone was thinking the whole idea of like, oh, like a Drew Barrymore. Oh, my God. They killed her. You know, they killed this nice actress that was supposed to be, you know, popular soon. Do you know who that actress is? Mm-mm. No. Uh, yes. What you That's Hugo Weaving's daughter. No. Oh. She was fantastic. And I loved how he drew her from the bar into the alley. And then you have – okay, the, I have a question though. Were the, were the costumes always that sparkly? There's just different costumes variations. that you usually okay. get. Yeah, variations. Because then you go back to the apartment. And then the apartment scene – to me, the apartment scene is like he likes – he gets off on this like – that he's talking to the ghost face killer and that he like, like, I don't know. There's something about the Like he said, we don't, we were not going to use the voice, but then he starts to like get into it. Is that, was it just me or was it like, Oh no, I don't know. No. It's feeding some, some desire. I can tell you this guys. Like I, I say that this intro is one of the most interesting and 
it, it, I thought it was a game changer, and I thought it could have been more of a game changer because I thought for a second that you were actually seeing the killer right away. And then like we had to wait for the rest of the audience to figure out or the cast to figure out that that is the killer. So the killer, you already know that the killer is happening here. I did not know that they were trying to plan a fucking like screen movie or something like that kind of to live Richie's legacy. Richie's legacy. So we kind of find out that, oh, shit, there's a whole nother ghost face here. And when he says who gives a fuck about movies, that's when you know, like, oh. This Ghostface is not like the rest of the Ghostface. Right, this Ghostface right. is going on a different fucking way, dude. So I thought that intro was fucking great. It was almost a serial killer taking over as opposed to like... Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it was completely different. To me, this was a completely different movie than any of the other screams from the perspective of the villain had a different motive. Now, same motive is like three, two or three. Yeah. But at the same time, his motive was more showmanship. It was more like honorable it was honoring yes. his son's legacy and i think the the fact that okay just to set up this concept where they're going to use the different ghost face costumes throughout the series and they're using the I thought OG that was cool. and it's a little fucking yeah. fucked up that and the ass. different knives i thought that concept was brilliant and that's why when hayden panettiere showed up on fucking screen I, all of a sudden i'm like are you the killer because who has access to all these all this evidence yeah and I'm like, it's got to be her. It's got to be her. <laughs> yeah. You kind of figured out it was the, it was the police officer. Yeah, you you did. officer. It has to be one of you. You knew it was the police officer. <laughs> Jeremiah, I know that you've got your saying, and Sean's already said it, right, that there's dead and there's mostly dead and there's a dead off screen. And there, But listen, when, when Hayden Pantier just shows up out of nowhere and is like, I'm FBI now, and I didn't even care that she was FBI. It was literally how the fuck did she survive in four? She was she was oh, just she, she was just dead. She, she was, was just dead. dead. That's she why. Was just dead. We didn't see her die on screen, so that's the most important thing. Because oh, every Brandon, person if we you ever don't seen take screen, your last breath, you don't die. Yeah. You just yeah, see their dead Stu, body. Stu wasn't there. It's true. Chad literally should have died seven times over. Uh, I don't know how the hell that guy survives at the end. He's just like I'm. I'm going out the on a stretcher. Yeah, I'm on a stretcher. I'm thumbs up. Yeah, the brother. How is the brother continuously surviving? Dale, Dale survives that 40 time? times, dude. Yeah. By two killers. I really felt well, so bad for Chad. I was just like, Chad's really gone this time. He can't survive after this. He, he, he goes out of the structure like this, like no no more core up. Like, <laughs> the remaining three. And then it's funny how Madison is it Madison or Mason? The the, the sister's like, I missed it again. Or like she was like upset that like, yeah. <laughs> She can't pick. She can't pick him to say. That's how she's going to die. She's actually going to be right one time. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> I'll tell you this much: this movie had three great sequences here. The one at the liquor store, the one yes. in the subway, and the opening scene. Oh I God. thought those oh, scenes liquor store were fucking, fucking great yes. for the screen franchise. Yes. All out one too. The the killing the killing of the uh, the shrink um, of Henry Henry uh, Cavill or uh, uh, his name. I'm sorry, Henry Chesney. No. That was. I'm sorry. That was a great fucking kill um, where he kills him through the door like that. Mm-hmm. that oh, my God. Like yes. for me, the ladder what, scene. What, what, holy shit. Yeah. For me, what this movie did <sighs> is it took Ghostface from like like this running figure with the arms in the air, like chasing down people <laughs> to like vet like this. This is a violent, vengeful person yes. who's calculated and good mm-hmm. at fucking like good at killing because let's break down the liquor store scene. Mm-hmm. First of all, he was so fast. He moves so fast. And I don't know if that was speeding up the film or what they did, but when he turned, when he, when he, when he avoids a shotgun, 
he he moved so violently and quickly and he was always there and then you had like that raptor scene right where the mm-hmm. kids are on one side of the it was like Jurassic Park like yep. Jeff, Jeremy I see her I see her narrowed brow like when the kids yeah. are hiding behind the thing and like the raptor like is just kind of like hanging out figuring out where they are <laughs> like that's what I got from it is yeah, Jurassic Park on glass. Yeah. <laughs> and one, one thing that, that those are great scenes all throughout New York the setting was amazing oh it was amazing to be in New York it was amazing I liked it yeah. So listen, I, one thing we didn't talk about with five, and I'm sure that you probably talked about it with one way back when, but one thing that, I, that stood out to me, and this is for Screams one through six, is how clumsy and realistic the, the killer is, right? I mean, he, he's stumbling over, the, the, they are stumbling over themselves constantly. They're getting the shit beat out of them. Gail beats the literal shit out of him. And you know, granted, there's that like almost Michael Myers esque. They're they're superhuman kind of strength, and they're able to come back from anything. And like they're there one second, they're gone another. And I, I'll give it to you. That's Michael Myers, Ed. But I think it's a really interesting move that they weren't so infallible that they were perfect. And I think that that's a really really interesting aspect to the killer that makes them even scarier because again, it's a human underneath that mask. Yeah, and who knows what the fuck a human is going to do. The only thing I had a problem with this movie is that I didn't think they took the advantage of using the city as a character. How would it have been cool if you would have seen Ghostface in, you know, Times Square yes. or Central Park mm-hmm. or like one of the buildings or something like that? Just more about it. This movie, you can tell, was not filmed in New York. It was only filmed like during the subway scene, which I thought that was fantastic. It was paranoia. It was like claustrophobic mm-hmm. seeing everyone dressed in Halloween. By the way, the first fucking uh screen movie in halloween by the way you see everyone dressed in character and that that sequence is so fucking cool but i just wish that they would have brought more of the new york city life into the movie i think it would have been a little redundant and i don't don't disagree with you necessarily jeremiah but it would have been the 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 subway sequence was so phenomenal in that you had multiple ghost faces probably what they're probably 10 there's probably 10 people with masks on ghost faces <laughs> and and to have that one ghost face just like turn like mm-hmm. and and come at you and the dark and the light and the dark and the light that sequence to me was new york you could have done it on the street you could have done it anywhere anywhere where there's a crowd and i know that you know like i, I don't what, what is he going to do hang out with the, like you know, the Empire State Building, or like, no, but like I, I, just because you didn't see iconic New York things. But I think Times Square, seeing him run around Times Square, that would have been badass. The reason why I say this, Sean, is that because in Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, when they Jason takes Manhattan, they kind of sold it like, oh, he's going to be in New York, Jason, and they kind of did the same thing with like a uh, uh, Ghostface. Ooh, you know, he's he's prowling over the city, or oh, he's in the subway. You know, I just wish there would have been a little more of New York. Just to have like, holy shit, you know, this is completely like, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. So this is so this is the, the part of the movie. I think this was one of the scenes where it got really confusing of, OK, well, who's the killer? Because that guy who was just the random the, the, the classmate, the student, you know, who yeah. at first you made you think like he wait, he, he, I, I, the whole time I was thinking he was the killer. But then it's like he was there. He was looking suspicious the whole time. He was looking at her, and then like he he did, like he, he he went away. But then he he never really changed into her or the ghost face. Somebody else did. It was right, or was it him that there's there was there a ghost so, face in there? So, there so what threw what threw me off was 
in two of the attacks, you had the apartment attack and then you had the subway attack where he was present, not in Ghostface, and getting attacked like everyone else. Yes. And that's, I think that's what you're trying to say is that yeah. the girl, having the girl die in the apartment and then be like the secondary Ghostface character Beautiful. was so powerful. And then you had, I think that personally, I think that the boy, the curly haired boy, was the one that was in the convenience store. Mm-hmm. No, I think that was. I thought that was the dad. Why? Why? Well, never the dad. Because the dad knows how to handle a shotgun. He knew exactly how to do, like, you know, well, uh, hand-to-hand combat and whatnot. The, 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 the boy, the guy, he was inside the room with the whole ladder scene. That was the boy. I could mm. see that. And the girl was the one that was facing uh, uh, um, Gail. Gail. Uh, Gail. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I made a mistake. I'm That's sorry. the thing about Scream here, guys, is that when you watch it over, you can, like, play the game like, okay, I love that game. Which one's the killer? Mm-hmm. Every single screen movie. Have you I, it guys done that? More watchable. Uh, Sean or I've Brandon, only seen, like, I've only seen it once. And actually, guess okay. This is this has to be this character because yeah. the other characters there or this exactly. Right. That's badass. I mean, honestly, I was just shocked. I was just shocked at who the murderer was. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I mean, so, we, so <laughs> earlier, right with five, we uh, you asked, um, you know, did did I did we figure it out? And I figured out that it was Dermot Mulroney. Uh, and by the way, we need to we need to throw a, a, a shout out to him because God damn it, I love every single movie that guy's in. I was trying to get Amanda to like want to watch. He's good. Him. I like he's that guy. Good. He's great. He is. Oh man, he is. He lives in my heart. But listen, when they said that that he was put on the case. Of his daughter's death, I thought. Well, that just gave it away right there because no, no police commissioner right. would ever. Uh, right there's that con- conflict of interest. You can't. You oh, can't, I didn't even think of that. You can't oversee. <laughs> they wouldn't have put the him on the case of your daughter. <laughs> right before the death, though, they put him on the case right. w- involving before, his daughter. If it involves yeah. his daughter, exactly. and I was like, yeah. Mm. yeah so that one was. Me, us. I was like, no, you're, the, you're the killer. Yeah. <laughs> now, did I see the dead daughter? Like, no, I, I didn't know who was. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, and I, I honestly didn't see the curly haired guy coming until the really until the subway scene. Agreed. And I was like, oh yeah, you're in on it. You're fucking in on it. <laughs> you piece of shit. You're because why wouldn't you be like running to her side? Like, like why? I mean, obviously there's a thousand ghost faces out here. Why aren't you afraid? Like, why aren't you looking around? Yeah. So he did you run to her, exactly. her. But he did run to her side afterwards. after it was after over. She was stabbed. Well, it's, it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys expect there was three of them? Did you go like, no. oh shit, there's fucking three oh, of them now? No, no, no that was no a total way. shock. And I, I did like the cl- the the climax mm-hmm. uh, location, yes. the old theater oh. with all the like old screen memorabilia. That was I thought cool. that I thought that was really cool. Uh, I think technically, and uh, we don't use this, you know, to use this word for a. Uh, a movie like this and Saving Private Ryan, I think, is funny. But cinematographically, I think this movie was beautifully shot. Yes. Uh, above all other screen movies, was shot better. It was technically a better movie. The quality was better. The color yes. was better. The music was better. It's almost I like agree with you. It, it really stepped up its game. This was In the last one, I think that they were they were threading the the needle. This one, they went all the way through. This movie, I felt like it was more suspenseful than like all the scenes, like the from the, the liquor store to the you know subway. There was always the whole time I was like, fuck man, like. 
actually was not scared, but I was like, I was on my seat. Like I was just like, I don't know who, what the fuck's going on. Who who's gonna die? Yeah. Did anyone suspect a gentleman next door who I really, by the way, yes. this actor, he's been in like 10 things. I fucking love him. I don't know what his name is, but he was in Arrow. He was in I can help um, you. the it's other Josh two. Josh Sagara. He is either like a super nice, funny, goofy, or I've seen him play the villain. He is fabulous both ways. Oh. I, doubt, I thought it was him. <laughs> Especially after seeing five. And like you no, said, it's I always didn't. a boyfriend. I was like, but then I thought they couldn't do that to Sam. And then I thought maybe they could do it to Sam. It's be like, man, she has some really shitty luck with the guys that she chooses. I thought it was the boyfriend and the police officer. I, I never thought it was actually the curly hair guy. I thought that was too easy. I was like, it, it can't be him. It's too fucking easy for us. It's too obvious. He's the virgin. He's not supposed to be killing people. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Listen, the the reason why I'm like really not about the ending of the movie because I guess maybe it's just because I really wanted Stu to be the fucking killer for whatever reason. Like I'm just waiting for this mastermind of the original OG killer to be coming just back. Enjoy and the ride. I I'm don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying <laughs> amazing I'm, ride. Jim. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm enjoying a ride. It's just like all of a sudden, like I like the fact that you know the, the father all of a sudden when he reveals that he's Ghostface, he's like. One fucking ghost phase, you know. Yeah. He goes all fucking crazy on that one, dude. It was like, oh shit. Dermot Marooney, I that's his name. Yeah. I always get him confused with the other guy. Um, but he has first of all, it was a shame not to see him with hair because he has magnificent hair. Like literally magnificent hair. Uh and he was in a little show, a little show called New Girl. And he played Mr. Fancy yes. Man. Oh, and did. it was great. He was. It was great in that. He was <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll give you another one. Uh, if you want to have a nice, like, you know, rom-com of a movie, Julia Roberts, he's uh, in it. Uh, you know, My Best Friend's best friend Wedding and shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Hannah introduced me. I actually really enjoyed that fucking movie. I thought that was a, <laughs> that was a cute movie. Let's get back to horror movies now. Let's get right? back to the screen. So, so he was the one that definitely said, who gives a fuck about uh, uh, scary For movies, sure. right? It has to be yeah. him. That was your hint right there. Yep. Right there. I'm like, oh, my God. That was fucking great. So, uh, Eddie, you are dissatisfied just, just with the uh, motives of the killers from the last movie. Were you equally dissatisfied for this one, or are you okay with this one? I'm okay with this one because now you have – they're trying to revenge from, from Richie dying. So it's like, okay, yeah. these have – motivate they're, they're motivated there's a reason that makes sense yeah it, it made me feel like i was in it i was like oh they're brother sister and dad here they're there's they don't and they honestly don't give a fuck about any rules but then at the same time they're going real close with these masks and each one each killer you know, each death they're using one by one by one so they're someone's following the rules but I well they're like, following richie's rules yeah that's what it was okay yeah, yeah. so i like how it was meant for richie and i i, I like these killers motives a little bit better like it was, it was a police officer vibe that you know he's using he's he's a little dirty cop and using his ways <laughs> I, I could be wrong but it felt like the the body count in this one was super light um uh compare from last one you had the Compared girl who all hits her them. head i mean the, which well you got the three in the beginning right the killer uh, you have like five people that got killed in the fucking liquor store man the store. they, they oh, literally no, shot their that face off no that doesn't yeah, count true, Sean. No. there are only four <laughs> jesus you, you got the psychiatrist i'm saying of the cast I mean, if you want to count the therapist, ah, it doesn't count. Not not part of our our. our the therapist is one. I'm just yes, saying, no OG, Fine. no no characters of the the main G- cast got killed. Gail's not one. Gail's boy- boyfriend died. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah dude, what's up. his name, man? What's his name? Gail's boyfriend. Gail's boyfriend. <laughs> he, it makes me think. So was she was on the phone, right? 
Yeah. And he got like, come on, bro. Like a little, you you telling me that I, I know everything in this house. If there's a fucking mouse that ran across well, the backyard, like I, I'm so you're Gail fucking Weathers. That's the apartment you have. Like, where's your security? Where's your panic room? Right? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you tell me you don't we hear David Fincher direct this now. Yeah, yeah but guys, <laughs> that was the first die? time that Ghostface called, called Gail. Gail. Yeah, that was the first time that first interaction, and it was fucking great, dude. Yeah. Dude, I like the fact where she's like. Can I put you on hold for a second? And you hear the ghost face <laughs> kill go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then she shoots the door, dude. I was like, this is fucking great. I, I was expecting her to die, and but then now I know for for a hundred percent fat, she's dying in Nets movie. She has to die. Okay? So, well, hundred percent, huh? Hundred percent. I'm Nets movie. Gail's dying. They're killing the legacy people now. So I think, so, and then Sydney. They're not going to start with the four core. No, Sydney won't die until the final one. They better not. See, fuck I'm gonna make. Sydney, I'm gonna make a prediction. Better not fuck with that's, Sydney. That's that's. I'm gonna make a prediction. They're gonna go. They're going four more movies, and it's gonna be every other, every other, <laughs> every other. Ghostface of Bahamas. I'm gonna make a prediction. <laughs> I think that Sydney. It's gonna start off next movie with Sydney's death. Sydney is going to be if or Sydney's funeral. She's and untouchable. Everyone's gonna be as, no, she's and gonna then be she's a, gonna come back, and this is and she's trying to draw out Ghostface one last time to kill any last remnants of. But the of problem the is, you're always gonna have stab fans people. that are gonna go take it too far. The, exactly. The the, the the problem is you have oh. Richie fans coming out of nowhere. Yeah. It's nonstop, so it never stops. <laughs> Here's my question for you guys, because this movie brought back all the other killers. Who's your favorite killer? Ghostface. Your favorite. Out of all the screen movies, who's your favorite Ghostface killer? I have to go with you. You're going to go with okay. Stu and Billy because they were, they were OG. Stu. No, not Stu. I'm going to go with Billy mm-hmm. from the OG screen one, but I'm also going to go with uh, Sydney's uh, cousin of the fourth one. The fourth one? The niece. That was her niece? or the nie- Yeah, the niece. I actually thought that was like the most original. It almost speaks present time and what Emma people Roberts. are going through these days. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, want to be an internet star, a media star. Dude, that was pretty fucking hardcore, man. Jeremiah, I'm jumping on your bandwagon. Those two are fantastic choices. Yes. I'm going to go with Billy because Billy is OG. I love Billy. Yep. And then I'm going to go with the mom from Scream no, 2, no. I believe it is. Billy uh, Billy's mom, Laura Metcalf. Laura Metcalf, because you know what? The way she un- unveiled herself, you can just see she's like she she like tilts her head to the side. Like didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> How they do it on the stage, and I'm just throwback to really... Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 right. Um, yeah, I need to watch that one again. To be honest, Scream Two is Scream One, Scream Two, and Three. I probably need to watch again. Bro, you just watched Scream Two. That was Scream Six right there. It was literally forbidden. <laughs> what yeah, happened with the same? I, I know, but I, that's, I need to. We go to it. college. It follows him. It follows her to college. Yeah, pretty much. We go to a different city. Now, who were they <laughs> accusing of? They were accusing someone else in Scream Two. It was uh, Sydney's boyfriend that you know they he got arrested. Oh, Cotton, definitely Cotton, by me. Cotton. Was Scream and Cotton two, got famous in three. Was Scream Two the one with Omar Epps in the theater? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, yes. Yeah. and she, his, his girlfriend died, right? right? Got stabbed in front of everyone. Yeah, and then, that was Will Smith's wife, and right? Jada Pinkett Smith. And then he got killed in the bathroom. And through the ear, which was right. just a fantastic way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I personally like Stu. I like Stu. Stu is 
You know, he's ride or die with his friend God, Billy. It's a scream, baby. Yeah. It's a sequel, baby. For, it makes you, you think gotta of have sequels. Think of him although as a character as a let's say your best friend comes up to you like, Hey dude, like I just want to go become a seal killer. You wanna do it with me? Like he's like, All right, I'm in. Like he was he was in, bro. He's so weird. He's the ultimate wingman. Yeah, bro. Think about like he was <laughs> yeah, psycho baby. in his own yeah. little head to do this for no reason. You know, I was gonna watch Dawson Creek, but you know, I'll, I'll go and I'll do that with you, man. That sounds good. <laughs> I love it. That brings us to the end of our review. Now it's time on the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Uh, stew face, go face. Ghostface, you scale, please. Give me, Sorry, give me more. Give me more. Come on, dude, put some respect back in Stu's name. You hit me with uh, the phone, you fucking dick. I'm, re- I'm really oh, bleeding man. out here, man. You stabbed me. You really, really stabbed me really deep. Oh, that's, no, Stu's the worst. I think I'm dying here, man. <laughs> I think I'm dying here is probably one of the funniest things to have all the stream. All right. Zero, the perfect movie. You don't need shit to enjoy. One, a feel good first cocktail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or Lyft and home. Four, rough morning walk of shame. Five, blackout, shit face, spring break, drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with my other ghost face killer, Brandon. So with, with the first movie. With, with five, yeah. So Scream five. Scream five. Yeah. So I, I went on a magical journey over the last couple of days of just enjoying uh, a bunch of just slasher <laughs> movies, which are just not my forte to start with. Um, and what I love about these movies, and I mentioned this earlier, is that it creates not just like scenarios, but what it's done is it's created an entire world that – all the pieces fit. All the pieces connect. And, and Eddie, I do understand what you're saying about the, the killers in five, but I think that it connects completely with the whole purpose of this meta verse that, uh, that, you know, they created with, with Randy's character in number one. Uh, you know, for me, one mm-hmm. is a fucking amazing movie Two, It has some, uh, it's a great, it's a good movie. Three, half the movie was fantastic. Half the movie was trash Four. Jeremiah said it to me off off mic uh, a while back. He said it's an underrated gem, and I, I agree with that. Five, all of a sudden, it swings back. Okay, and I'm not going to give six yet, but five is definitely a, a major leap in the right direction. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's things that piss me off. Dewey dying. I mean, it had to happen, but at the same time, it hurt too much to have happened, and I really hated seeing that. But what I love is this idea that they're merging old with new and then not just new, but they're taking new in the same direction as the old, right? It's a continuation of, it's a story. It's that requel thing. And I'm really torn because I mean, for me, I want to give these movies really high ratings that they probably, as Sean would say, probably don't deserve necessarily. But what they did is they, they made a a non slasher film fan out of me or non slasher film watcher, a fan of this genre and of these movies. And I think that that's got to say something for the quality of these movies. So for, for five, I think that there are plenty of, of, eh. um, and so I'm going to give this a one. I'm just going to give it a straight one. It's a feel good first cocktail. I think that it's, it's a great movie for what it does, but what it does even better than anything is it sets up six. And I think that six is where it really kind of, it brings it home. So I'm going to give it a one, uh, again, a feel good first cocktail. Um, Sean, I'm going to take it over to you. Uh, sure. So I agree with you that the five had some, some stumbling blocks, but I think that it, it was almost the, like the movie that had to happen in order to relieve the franchise of, uh, what it had become. Um, not that it had become anything bad. It just needed, it needed a fresh start while still paying homage to the original, still bringing legacy characters. And that's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. Um, I think it did it particularly well while still paying, you know, homage to the 
the theme of what Scream is supposed to be. Um, so for that, I think that, uh, like I said, that the, the um, uh, I said this in the review part, uh, the cinema, cinema, cinematography, the music, the way the film was shot in five, uh, not as good as six. Six was vastly better. So if you're, it's hard not to compare the two because these are the two we have to deal with. Um, so I, I'm with Brandon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little nicer. I'm gonna give it a point seven five. I'm gonna give it a, sh- a shot and a half. Um, it, Respect it is a little. Uh, it's 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 a little better than I expected. Uh, to me, six is better still. But you do have this element of it's so nice to sit down and watch a franchise movie number six of a franchise, um, and be entertained by it, mm-hmm. and not critique it to death, not not be upset by th- certain things. There's nothing in the movie that I went, God damn it, not n- n- not one thing. Everything is ah, it could have been a little better. Ah, it could have been a little better. But nothing was angrily like pissing me off. Mm-hmm. And that that's a, says a lot about a franchise that's six movies deep. So a point seven five, and I'll bring it over to uh, my bud. Uh, thank you. Thank, you, thank yeah. you very much. I'll be ghost face too. Um, so what you guys are saying, all accurate. This watching five, definitely it light a fire up my ass to be like, you know what? This just reignited my love for Scream. I feel like now looking back at it, it's like we were too harsh on Scream One. Like it just like what were we thinking about? You know, I, I feel like we. I want to re. If there was, if we could all do one movie to redo, I think Scream was probably going to be up there for us because I feel like we were a little harder on that time of our careers with this uh, when we started up. Uh, but Scream Five, it it definitely like I said, I didn't like the motive of the killers, but the movie itself was amazing. Like I thought it was it was up there. Like Brandon and, and Sean Store, like it had me entertained the whole time. I enjoyed the whole town, the Woodsboro. It brought back to the original house. It was cool to see that house, and you know, it, it's there was so much history in that house. And for them, all those kids in there having the party, they didn't. It's like it's almost like you. It's a I know it was like this like little ritual of like, you know what? Shit's going down in this house. This is just a bad house. But overall I liked I liked five. I really did like five a lot. Um I, I just you know do I like it better than the original stream? No, but it's up there more than better than like what I was agreeing with uh with three and two. Uh it's up there with I wanna say really tied to with me with four in my head. It definitely has a special place this whole organization with stream is in my heart i'm happy that this is came in my timeline this is the movie everyone has a timeline of their movies with scary movies of halloween and and friday the 13th and you know child's play stream is our generation and i'm really proud of with what stream has for it to be hold up a good solid shits movies out there so i'm giving this honestly a 1.5 this is going to be for me a feel good first cocktail of a shot okay well i believe the scream franchise doesn't get the respect it deserves like the other franchise. Um, it's fresh. It's crazy. It makes you feel like you're a part of the film, man. It's so awesome, man. The Screen Reboot uh, Part 5, um, it has the same bones as the original. Uh, I think the intro, uh, the opening sequence, hands down, is one of the best since the original. Um, it has a great mix of the OG cast and the new cast. It's a fucking fun roller coaster ride, you know? It pays respects to the original one, but it makes it more relevant, you know, by doing new things to it. I enjoy five more than I enjoy six. Uh, I agree with Eddie. Like, I think the motives were kind of like, you know, a little weak sauce, but I get it, you know, especially in this time and our age that we live in, especially with like, you know, troll fans and fans out there and everything like that. But 
this was a good fucking movie. This was a great introduction to a fantastic franchise, you know. So this was a 1.25 for me here. Seriously. Now I'm gonna go to review episode six. We'll just go around. I would like to know. I'd like to know a total. Oh. <laughs> for, for, uh, I do, I, for stream five. I thought we were gonna do that all around. Yeah. No, no we well, can, for, we can, but for yeah, stream you, five, it's yeah. a one point one two five. One and what, what do we rate the original Scream at? Well, I was going to actually go back and, ch- and talk about Scream 6 and Scream 1 here. Okay, all right. Um, by hands down, Scream 6 has some of the best sequence I've seen in a very long time for Scream franchise. The opening sequence, the convenience store, the subway, the theater, fucking legendary shit here. It was more violent. It felt more brutal. It was more scary, you know, and it seriously did not one, but it did something totally different here, dude. You actually got to see two scream a ghost face at the same time. But then it kind of actually breaks it down and goes further that, you know what? Anyone could be psychotic. Anyone has that dark side in them. And you see that with, you know, the final girls in the movie with Ortega and um, Melissa, those two characters, Tara and, and Sam, they are a great way to keep this legacy going, dude. I cannot wait for it, dude. I think it's just uh, Scream 5 is a little better movie. I just wish there was more New York into this movie. That's just, just being, being selfish about it. But, you know, I'm going to be a little selfish about it. But that is a 1.5 movie for me personally. Now, I'm going to do this for the first time in this podcast history that I'm going to go back to my old score from the original Scream movie. That is a way better fucking movie that deserves to have a better score. I'm changing my score to a 0.5 because it changed the way how we see cinema. It opened the doors to new ways how we actually explore the horror movies. That movie should be fucking almost a near perfect movie, dude. That's a 0.5. Uh, Selena was on that po- podcast. She was. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't. She doesn't like scary movies, Stevens says to this day. <laughs> so I'm, I'm literally changing my vote to a 0.5 for the original Scream because it should be in the ones. So did you like Sits better than 5 or 5 better than Sits? Says so it 5 you gave a 1.25, but Sits you gave a 1.15. I gave it a 1.5. 1.5. Okay. And then Scream you gave a 0.5. Scream is a 0.5. Scream is almost a perfect fucking movie, dude. Hands down. So so I'm I'm with you. I I think that I I was with you until you gave your score, Jeremy. I think that the four points of Scream 6 were uh, the four scenes of Scream Six were better than probably any any sh- any sh- scenes in any Scream movies. I thought the plot was fantastic. I thought the acting was great. The music was great. I actually don't have a very big criticism of Scream Six, other than you know perhaps it, I, I would have liked a little bit more development of the characters. But it's a horror movie. I mean, you got to take what you can get. Um, so uh, you know, it's not a perfect movie. I'm never going to give a slasher movie a perfect score. But I'll definitely give it a point five. I think I think Scream Six, as far as enjoyability, watchability, if even if you're brand new to the franchise, you can sit down and, and enjoy Six just as much as you can enjoy any other of the of the Scream movies. So I'm gonna give it a point five, and then uh, Ed, what do you what do you go ahead? So uh, so yeah, I mean, like I definitely recommend you watch five and six at the same time if you can Good call. if there's a way to do that watch both i feel like that will be you enjoy that uh decision uh that would be a cool date night uh movie uh definitely gonna be watch around uh halloween time make it a little bit more interesting um sits opened up different doors that i i don't feel like stream never actually got to um officially and this this made it this did it the right way with opening up like you know what it doesn't have to be in woodsboro it could go in New York. The way it started off was 
remarkable. It, it just it blew my mind. I thought like, oh, this is the ghost face killer, and is it, we know just follow him around. Oh no, it's not a ghost face killer. That was pretty cool. How that showed, uh, and all these fans of Richie fans that they're just like Richie and they're out there. It's kind of crazy and it's scary. So I, I see how that now you guys opened up my eyes with that with thinking like, well, you know what? There's a lot of these fans that are probably to take you to the next level. And, you know, it could be actors, it could be actresses and you, know, you never know who. Um, and, but you know, stream sits, I loved it. I, I have nothing really bad to say about it. Uh, I agree with Sean though. You can't put uh, it's hard to put a slasher movie as a zero. Uh, there was little things where, uh, Gail's, uh, I just wish that she would have got a little bit more, I don't know, kicking her in the movie. Bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe something like that. Because I love Gail. I love Courtney Cotts. I wanted more of her maybe in the movie. I don't know. It, it felt like she was in just for a little bit just to get stabbed a couple times and then she's out. Um, but overall... It does not. It, that, that's me being nitpicky right now. Overall, I think it's a one. Like it's it's for me, it's just a feel good, uh, feel good first trap tell. Nice. So Brandon, one. A one. So I mean, you guys are throwing out there. It's not a perfect movie, and it is not a perfect movie. But what it did is it took a franchise and it said, let's let's literally breathe completely new life into it. And yeah, we have our our legacy character. Uh, really, just care. I mean, I guess you can include Hayden Panettiere. Um, but with Courtney Hot Cox, the, the fact that she survived, I, I don't quite understand or buy that one. Uh, but then again, Chad survived and somehow Hayden Panettiere survived four and is in this <laughs> one and survived this one after getting completely, you know, shot and, and maimed. Listen, this movie, uh, I finished watching this and I looked over at Amanda and I was like, that was fucking good. Like that was good. And she's sitting there going like, I I hope they don't just continue going on with it because it kind of gets a little old. And I thought, no, continue, let it get old because what they're doing is they're bringing in (laughs) new things. And I I mean, I I could sit here and talk about, uh, continue to talk about things that I really, really enjoyed about this movie. There are some really nail biting sequences that we don't get in any of the other screams. We get the, uh, the the convenience store. Uh, We didn't really even talk about it, but the, the crossing the apartments on the ladder is just, Ah, it just got me. Um, and, and it got me in a really, really good way. Oh and I mean, I know we talked about it, and Jeremiah, you were a little bummed by it. I get it. I understand. But just just the 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 sets that are just the set at the end in the movie theater where you've got just the glass cases of all the different ghost faces looking down on them. I mean, it was haunting. It was eerie. It was fantastic. And so because of that, I'm giving it a 0.35. Uh, I think it's a fucking amazing Ooh. movie. I would watch it uh, again and again and again. I will every single October. So here, here's a new tradition for me and, and my uh, family. So I do all appreciate that. Uh, oh yeah. We're watching all of them. I'm, I'm even going to watch, uh, you know, uh, what's his name in, in, in Scream 3, uh, just kind of come out of nowhere and be like, hey, I'm your brother and I'm going to kill you. So let's go with that. They could have made that better. They could have. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. When you uh, take those scores and combine by four, what does Scream 6 get an average rating of? Yes, it gives us a 0.8375. That's a 0.8375. Well, I think we've definitely reviewed the three best Scream movies. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a show out there. Isn't there a Scream show out there that there was is. I haven't after seen it. four yeah. and four or five? I'm not, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure I would go down that path. So, no, I did. And that's why I never watched. That's the reason why I never watched five. Because it put <laughs> a bad taste in my mouth. So I was like, oh, five's not going to be good. And then five was amazing. So yeah. if you watch the stream show, keep going. Go past that show and watch these movies. That show's really good, actually. 
Um, question, guys. What do you rank the original one? Do you feel like these are two better than the original yes. one? Um, yeah. I mean, I get that you got the the originality oh, of one, wow. but what did I do? Eddie gave it a two point five. What did I give it? Let me hear. I would give it two point five. Yeah, I give it a two. Really, a two point five and a two? That that's that's baffling. I would give one uh, probably a point five. I would, I would go one a point five if I were rating it. So. The problem, the problem that I have with the number one is the same problem I have with a lot of them. Brandon mm-hmm. is they're not filmed well. They're not. There's no. Yeah. There's no effort in cinema. 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 Cinematic. There's yeah. no effort in. Yeah. There's no effort in like the story's good or whatever. But there's there's no like there's no there's no visual stimulation that's unique or different. I felt like six had that in in spades. It was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I have to go back, Jeremiah, I would probably – I won't be a 2.5 stream, the original. It will probably be a more of a round – it will be close to stream sits. So I did stream sits as a one, uh, and I feel like that's more like – it's a feel-good first cocktail for me personally. I feel like because I rank in my head – I rank stream sits and stream one, the two best movies, and then from there goes to four and five. So I do think, yeah, that, that six to me is a better film than one. I would rank one as a as a point five i would so it's it's to me it's it's just a little bit better screen one deserves a lot of more love and respect dude it is better than halloween it's better than fucking nightmares on elm street it's better than a jason movie it changed everything dude regarding to how we see horror films way better than friday the 13th and yeah halloween well, that was sure. trash all right if you're a fan of our uh, podcast or you enjoyed our review please subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review on itunes you can find us on instagram at the dot gentleman podcast you can visit our website the gentlemanpodcast.com and if you want to reach out to us you can do so by email at hosts h-o-s-t-s at the gentleman podcast.com uh once again thank you for listening to our our third and fourth really installment of our halloween spooktacular we have one more to come we hope you enjoy uh what we have and as we've just finished out the ahsoka series we invite you to go back and look at that uh that series from disney plus um and we hope you enjoyed that it was a labor of love for us to go through that and it was absolutely fantastic so uh with that gentlemen uh, i think cheers cheers indeed Cheers, guys. Clink, clink. We didn't talk about Brian Cox, and we didn't talk about... Point break. No, but you just did. We've grown past those movies.